you are Locked On NFL, your daily NFL podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Week two is here. What up and welcome in to the Locked On NFL podcast. He's Tony Wiggins. I'm James Erpine, and we are stacked, we are packed, and loaded with a ton to get to, including some unfortunate news in New Orleans. But, uh, Tony, how are you, my man? I am doing good. Uh, The Saints made sure that they gave the keys back to the city and said thank you for your hospitality. They might have picked up a little something when when they left here, and we'll talk about that in a second. I have to remind you guys to – Tune in to Locked On NFL Sunday. If you're looking for a Sunday pregame show that talks about every game and every team in depth, check out Locked On NFL Sunday and the live show every Sunday morning at 11 uh, a.m. Eastern time. No sketches, no celebrity cameos, no fluff, just football every Sunday morning with your host Cody Rourke and Ross Jackson. Follow and subscribe Locked On NFL on Twitter, Facebook, Twitch, and YouTube. And don't forget to turn on notifications to be notified when the show goes live every Sunday morning. The Saints came to town, turned our stadium into their stadium, and uh, now they're back wherever they are. I I don't think they're back in New Orleans yet, uh, but uh, Mm -hmm. they got some members of their staff that's not feeling well, James, because of contact with COVID-19. Yeah, this is unfortunate, and this is something that, unfortunately, I think we're going to be talking about throughout this season, despite, you know, vaccines and a lot of these teams being fully vaccinated or close to it on Tuesday afternoon, Adam Schefter uh, reporting that eight total cases of uh, positive tests are in the the Saints organization right now, mostly coaches, six offensive coaches, one nutritionist, one player. As of now, their week two matchup against Carolina is still on. But Tony, unfortunately, I think this is just part of life this year in the NFL. We knew it was part of it last year, right. but I think this year it's going to be the same. And teams now, the good news is, like I said, vaccinated. These guys are all vaccinated based on what uh, the, the reporting that's been done. Uh, but unfortunately, the Saints could be shorthanded or worse if there are more cases, because there is an incubation period later, you know, later this week, they could have more positive tests. Suddenly we could be talking about a game that, that can't be played. And uh, who knows? Hopefully that isn't the case, though. Yeah. And, you know, without getting to the point where we either politicize or um, pick sides about how we're going to, uh, you know, argue or debate the situation, you're right. The, the thing is, is if you just follow the rules and look at the rules the way that they're written, they're not bulletproof and they're not foolproof that something bad can, can't happen or occur. And uh, you, you, unfortunately, you have to go through these things to learn what will we do in these situations. Uh, with the games being played on Sunday, everybody was happy. Um, this isn't about what folks thought it was uh, last year, like, oh, my God, somebody's going to die. But it is about the, the protocols, the incubation period, how you have to quarantine, and how can you continue to function as a team if these tests do happen. Um, I got a buddy of mine that works in a hospital, and he says it's not just the people. What happens is the system gets overwhelmed, and they just can't treat people that have other issues. Mm-hmm. So what happens is if – this thing keeps spreading and spreading and spreading and with the teams traveling around and 
then they have to get the point to postponing games. I wonder what protocols they have in place or what contingency action they may have in place the way you can still functionally have a season and continue to go about business as usual. Yeah, that's to me what's going to happen eventually, Tony, because you're going to have these teams traveling and it is it's inevitable, right? It's yeah. going to happen. There's going to be players that test positive, staff that test positive. Hell, their fans are, you know, the stands are full right now. And while I think that'll, they're going to try to keep that as long as they can, and I hope so, right? Because I think fans yeah. are excited as hell to be back in stadiums. I do think that the testing is going to ramp up again, even for vaccinated personnel. So, for example, me, I, I cover the Bengals in Cincinnati, and I'm, a, you know, part of the 2M media. So, you know, I'm tier two. And that means I got a test now every week and bring in a negative test to every practice. And I don't right. get really near the players. I'm eight to 10 feet away from players right. and, and masked up. But I think what's going to happen is daily testing again for these players. And they're not going to like it because they got the vaccine. And part of the reason they got the vaccine is so they didn't have to come in on their off day and do what? Test for COVID-19 like they did throughout the 2020 season. But I, I think that that is coming. And the, the NFLPA probably does want it in a way because it, it's going to keep their players safe. So uh, I would not be shocked at all if that's part of the fallout here from it. And uh, yeah, you're right. The, the, the other part of this is we're talking about the Saints. They aren't in New Orleans. So it makes it even tougher on them as they try to coordinate this and, and go with the flow, so to speak. As the, the NFL season continues. Well, a lot of people wonder how, do, how they, they look at the rules and go, why does this make sense? And why do that make, does that make sense? And why are they doing this if this happens? And why are they mandating a vaccine if you can still catch it? And so the, the, the explanation that someone gave me, because when I do my other job and I'm at the barbershop, I wear gloves. They said the gloves guarantee that whatever you're trying to avoid touching your skin on your hands it doesn't touch the skin on your hands, right? However, if you assume that it gets on the glove and then you touch someone else, well, it's on the glove. So the explanation is the vaccine is your glove. It doesn't get to you and affect you as bad, but you can still transfer it to someone else. Mm -hmm. And that's what we're talking about here with vaccinated, non-vaccinated. The people that you pass it to if they're not vaccinated, the reason why their quarantine is longer, and I'm not saying it's right, wrong, or indifferent, but the reason why their quarantine is longer and their incubation period is longer is because medical people and scientists believe that a non-vaccinated person has a higher chance to get gravely ill. Mm -hmm. So if you can still catch it, they're not punishing you because you're not vaccinated. They're keeping you away longer to make sure that you won't succumb to the effects. Whether you agree with it or not, that's the rationale behind it. When people say, well, does it make sense that they're doing this? So I hope for, uh, first of all, for health reasons that it's safe and that, mm -hmm. uh, the, that everyone in New Orleans, they've been through a lot. I hope they get, uh, I hope they stay well. But the other part is I hope we can, we can, uh, discern the information that we're that that's going to come about with this and the NFL can use it the proper way to continue football because as we saw last night and the day all we're going back to last Thursday we've been on pins and needles and the fans have been so so happy to finally feel a little bit of normalcy so hopefully that'll continue James yeah I, I hope so because look especially if you're a Saints fan today you were impressed with what you saw on Sunday. I know Absolutely. I was. And Absolutely. speaking of impressed, let's let's dive into that next.
the most impressive teams from week one, the least impressive teams from week one. That's next here on Locked On NFL. And if you're not over at Bet Online yet, betting on games, look, you're watching these games anyway if you're listening to this podcast. And whether you're a fan of the Bengals, the Jaguars, the teams Tony and I cover, or maybe you're a Cowboys fan and that unfortunate loss, a last second loss to the Buccaneers. Regardless, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season with an updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive a 100% welcome bonus that's double your initial deposit. Free money. You want to take advantage of this right now. All you got to do is use promo code NFL100 at betonline.ag from football, basketball, boxing, or right to your favorite Vegas casino casino games. BetOnline has you covered. So check them out right now. All the prop bets, all the over-unders each week this NFL season, betonline.ag, promo code NFL100. BetOnline is the number one spot for you, and you need to check them out right now. Again, betonline.ag. All right, man, segment two here on a Wednesday edition of Locked on NFL. James Rapine, along with Tony Wiggins, saw a lot of good football. Let's talk some football. We saw a lot of good football starting last Thursday with the Bucks and the Cowboys. Uh, I told you about Cowboys, didn't I? Uh, uh, the Bucks and the Cowboys, and then last night, culminating the week and finishing off the week with the Raiders and the Ravens, uh, a game that uh, I went to sleep and I woke up because people on TV was talking so loud because of the action. So it was a well, well-played football all weekend by a lot of people. And then we had some duds also. Let's go with the duds first, James. I'm going to go with the duds first. My most disappointing team was the team that I covered, the Jacksonville Jaguars. <laughs> yep. Dud. I agree. I'm going to give you the floor for this one because my, oh my, I, I don't know. Is Urban still in Columbus? I mean, what's going on right now? I, well, not that they did well at Ohio State, but what, uh, what the hell is going on there in Jacksonville? First of all, uh, apologies to my brethren in Houston uh, for um, all of that trash I talked. <laughs> it was just a deflection uh, from what might happen, but nobody saw this coming. I don't want they, they, listen. Nobody saw this coming, except if you would read the tea leaves and understand that there appeared to be, I made a little funny video earlier about the miscommunication from the first preseason game. There just seems to be this disconnect that's going on with Urban Meyer and the uh, the veteran NFL coaches on the staff from them wanting to, wanting to come out and be very vanilla in the preseason and not show anything. Urban feeling the need to show some stuff so people can be enthusiastic about the team and they just they just look like a team who started training camp two weeks ago. They didn't they had guys not knowing where, how to line up, where to line up. Drops. They, had, I saw they, had, drops. they had drops, they had guys who do in like three straight plays, they had a guy line up wrong. Then they had two guys line up wrong. And then the next time they had 12 guys in the huddle. So I'm still trying to figure out. How you get 12 guys in the huddle when you've been playing football your whole natural life? You know somebody ain't supposed to be out there, dude. Can't it's, line up wrong. Can't line up wrong if you got 12 in the huddle. You can't. You're right. So <laughs> so just so just for a guy who is a stickler for details in his dialogue, mm-hmm. just for a dude who is all about doing things the well on the football field, doing things the right way and 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 they just preaches discipline and, and all of that stuff. 
that was absolutely the worst discipline I've ever seen from a football team. And they looked like the football version of the bad news bears minus Trevor Lawrence. He played really, he, he threw three picks, but he also threw three touchdowns. He looked like a rookie, but he also yeah. looked like a guy who tried to play hero ball. Who's not afraid of the moment. So that's one positive and one plus, but they were God awful for the rest of the game. And 37, 21, which was the final score is not indicative of how uh, big a margin Houston beat them by. No, they crushed him. And and I agree with you. That was certainly one of the duds. Uh, another one, um, <laughs> let's go to the NFC. A.A. Ron, I don't know what the hell you're doing, Aaron Rodgers, but if you're going to be a distraction all offseason, you better show up. And not just show up to play, actually play. And right. look, we started with the Saints, and it's a feel-good story. Jameis Winston throwing five touchdowns, and he looked good. And uh, last week, hell, I think I predicted that the Saints might make the playoffs, and I feel good about that prediction after today. But you know what I don't feel good about? The okay. Packers' chances of making the playoffs because the lack of focus. I mean, 38-3, to that's impossible. Like, even Trevor Lawrence and the Jaguars at the end of the game put up some points. Like, what are we doing? And here's the thing, Tony. If, if the Packers continue to struggle, and they're not this week, they're going to crush the Detroit Lions. And if they do, don't, then – all hell's going to break loose, but I, I think they will. But if they struggle, they go nine and eight. If they don't look like themselves, I think this is going to be the, oh, see, you should have probably just traded him. And mm-hmm. having an unhappy star, sometimes holding on to it might not be the best case scenario. And I'm all about going and getting that star, right? You, right. you go and get James Harden if you're the Brooklyn Nets. You go and get the star quarterback, Tom Brady, if you're the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And you go get Aaron Rodgers or you keep him if you have him. So I don't blame the Packers for doing it. But this could blow up in their face because there's no way in hell you can tell me that the Saints are a more talented team than the Packers. And yet, when I looked at those two teams on Sunday, it was not close. Uh, And it was an embarrassing loss. And, you know, we'll see if Man Bun Rodgers recovers. But that was an ugly, 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 ugly debut for the reigning MVP and a guy that a lot of people, not me, but a lot of people picked to lead his team to the Super Bowl. Let me tell you where they were better, football-wise. Take Jameis and take Rodgers out of it. Warm-ups? The line of scrimmage. No, really. New Orleans is but much better. They have a their their offensive line is better than oh, the, New Orleans. New right, Orleans. The front, the front of Green okay. Bay. Yeah, yeah. And New Orleans, New Orleans front seven was better than the offensive line of Green Bay whether they're healthy or not. And also, uh, they still don't have anybody that can separate other than Devontae Adams. Uh, it was just a bad game plan from the very beginning. I was at the game because it, it was here in Jacksonville. We forgot how good the Saints defense was. Mm-hmm. And and last year, this time, I do believe Green Bay went and stunk it up in Raymond James Stadium when they played Tampa. So I think they're going to be able to bounce back and get it together. But this time, I think Aaron Rodgers had an awful game in Tampa last year, too, uh, early in the season. He had a couple of pick sixes. So I look for him to bounce back, but you're right. They were an absolute dud. Let's get some studs. Let's get some teams that were very, very good. Oh, I got one. You want me to go first or you want I want you to go first. All right. Well, I'm going to stick with the NFC. And my early MVP favorite with a team – that I had fourth in that division. Mm. But did you see Kyler Murray? Did you see Kyler Murray? I mean, my guy was 
flying all over the place. And I think it's pretty apparent and clear he was injured towards the end of last season and playing through it because the way he was moving around and evading the rush and making guys miss in the backfield. And man, I love his game. He's honestly out. Like if he was five inches taller, there would be no flaw, like no flaws, no right? Yep. Because he doesn't take big hits. Mm-hmm. He's impossible to get down on the ground. He's strong. He's got a huge arm, and he's as fast as anyone on the field. I mean, my lord! I, I think if they win ten games, he could easily be the MVP of the league in that division because um, it's a tough division. And I think ten games is probably the minimum. But they they look good. That offense looked good, and uh, Kyler Murray, who liked what I saw from him. They were fabulous, and uh, they were absolutely very, very good. And thinking about the way Urban Meyer talks about how he wants to play, he wants to play. He wants his team built just like Arizona. Speed on the outside, dynamic quarterback, guys that can run on defense. That's exactly what he wants, and maybe he needs to figure out what they did because the way he talks about the Jaguars looking, that's exactly the way Arizona. So kudos to those uh, two cats. Mine, I'm coming up your way. The Bengals, man. We talked so much. We talked so much about the Bengals in the offseason. Mm-hmm. Uh, my man, Jamar Chase, who I was real happy, uh, I was very, very high on. And uh, he, he had the drops. And I got so many tweets from people saying, your boy sucks and all of this stuff. And they should have taken Panay well. And I don't even know if they were – I don't know how many times Joe Burrow got hit the other day or whatever, but they won a game that in the past they lose. And, yep. and while Minnesota isn't a world beater – they're good enough to, to beat Cincinnati, but the Bengals found a way to win. And I almost got choked up when I was on my phone and I saw Jamar Chase catch that ball and get to the end zone and just point to the crowd. This, I love stories like that, man, because you could tell the kid was just having a hard time trying to trying to figure it out, figure it out, and then he got crushed on Twitter because he wasn't Waddle and because he wasn't Devontae Smith. And then all of a sudden, it was just like none of that stuff happened in the preseason. For his whole life, he was better than both those dudes. Like, yes, he, absolutely. You, you know, and, and so because he was away for 20 months and he, he was struggling in the preseason and, and part of it, by the way, in the preseason, if you drop a ball, well, that might be your only series. So you're not getting a chance at redemption. And yeah, I, uh, I agree with you. It was a, a great feeling for him. But if you ask people inside that building on or off the record, Joe Burrow, Zach Taylor, and you can go on and on and on. They're like, no, nah, we're not worried. Yep. Jamar's going to be ready to go. And I think that's it. I think that all of those struggles you do look, he hasn't played in a long time. That's that matters. And adjusting to life in this offense, which is complex, so complex that a veteran like AJ Green struggled in it last year. Mm. Jamar comes into it and he's so versatile. They use him all over. And we saw it on Sunday. I was trying to tell people fantasy football wise that we're just letting Jamar chase drop and drop and drop. I was like, look, I'm at practice. They use him all over. They're going to yeah. hand the ball to him. They're going to give him screens, screen, slants, drags, deep, deep balls, obviously goes. And guess what? We saw it on Sunday. So I, I agree with you. They uh, they got him going, and, and he's a problem. He's a problem because uh, anytime he wasn't against and he caught one on Patrick Peterson, by the way, who still has it. It's another takeaway. Patrick Peterson still a ball. I still get it. But uh, – yeah, he was he was good, but uh, I think Chase has a chance to be the number one receiver on this offense, which I think people would have laughed at two weeks ago, which is kind of crazy. The fifth pick has a chance to be the number one. I think he does. Yep, I do too. Look at me, I'm getting choked up, man, thinking about it. But yeah, I do too. 
I, I really do believe that uh, that he has special written all over him. And I think all of those receivers are good. Uh, Waddle caught a touchdown. Devontae Smith caught a touchdown. But mm-hmm. um, Joe Burrow is still alive and kicking today, so people can rest easy with that. All right, so what we're going to do in the last segment, we're going to debut our power rankings for the Locked On NFL Network, all of our guys around the country um, that are a part of Locked On NFL in some way, shape, or form or fashion. We came with a power poll. It doesn't look like the one I turned in, but uh, we're going to go through the rankings, and we'll do that in just a second here on Locked On NFL. After I tell you guys about DirecTV Stream, get your TV together. That is now like my favorite term, get your TV together. If it sounds familiar to you, that means you've got one device that, Let's you catch the game live. Another that lets you stream your favorite shows. And then you're watching sports highlights on your phone the way I do often. And you've also got your neighbor's best friend's cousin's login from their sister-in-law. And you're cheating. That's all right. You're cheating yourself because you got all of that stuff going on. You're going to mess around and hurt your neck. I got to tell you a simple way to get all the entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally Get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before. So you can watch your favorite sports movies and shows all in one single place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there's no annual contract. So get rid of all that clutter and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. Summer is coming to an end, but maybe you got a vacation coming up, or maybe you just want to get that summer bod for 2022, which is something that if you want, you got to work on now. Well, Built Bar can help you do it. You got to get on the Built Bar plan. They're the number one protein bar on the planet. They come in nine delicious flavors, plus the occasional limited time flavor. And you're not talking about some chalky, crappy protein bar. You're talking about the world's greatest tasting protein bar. They're all covered in 100% chocolate. And the macros, they work. High in protein, low in sugar, low in carbs, perfect for you. And you need to check them out right now, whether it's the raspberry, the mint brownie, the peanut butter brownie, the double chocolate, maybe the salted caramel, which I think my boy Tony Wiggins likes. You can check them out by going to BuiltBar.com. Use promo code LOCK15. You're going to get 15% off your first order. Again, use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Locked on NFL here on a Wednesday. James Rapine driving. I am Tony Wiggins, and I'm riding shotgun. We got power rankings after week one for Locked on NFL Jamie, you take it over, man. You tell me what's surprising. I'm gonna just let you know right now. The Jaguars number thirty-two, and <laughs> I'm, I'm 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 sitting there like I'm gonna let all my 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 people know. I don't really appreciate that, but it's earned. Uh, we, we where did you have it. Them? Where did you have them? I had them thirty-two. I, yeah, I had them thirty-two too. So I'm okay. just I'm just <laughs> I just make it sure. You know what I'm surprised about? Uh, you know, yeah. we'll, we'll just continue the Cincinnati theme. The Bengals moving up to twenty-four. They're ahead of the Vikings, ahead of the Bears, who they play this week. Um, I don't know. I, I'm just a little surprised. I'm not saying it's wrong, but uh, surprised that they got this much respect already, considering they were much, much lower last week. I'm surprised that the Bucks are number one instead of the Chiefs or the Rams, and I'll tell you why. Because really? the, you know why? Because they almost lost at home, oh, and they kept come turning on. the ball over. They did. They if if the Cowboys, they, Dallas had to leave with a minute to go. They, oh they, my God! They did. They had to leave with a minute to go. You and, were impressed by Dallas last week. 
a little bit. Cowboys fans are going to hate me. I knew Dak could throw it and they could rack up points. You know what I hate? The fact that you had so many turnovers and your, your opponent gave you so many penalties and you still somehow lost the damn game. The Bucks didn't deserve to win that game and they still did. That's what I. That's what I hate. Yeah, come on, you were I impressed think, by Dallas. I think they gave up too many yards in the air. Yeah, I was impressed by Dallas. They gave up too many yards in the air, and even though they stopped the run. Uh, I was also impressed by Tampa, but I was more impressed, I believe, by the Chiefs. And I was really, really impressed by the Rams last night, even though they uh, didn't have much resistance. So it's the Bucks one, the Chiefs two. The Rams are at three. They're up two. Then we round that out with the Seahawks. And I'm surprised that the Bills are still number five, considering how lackluster they looked against the Steelers. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, not To me, I, I was kind of bullish on the Steelers being better than a lot of people thought. And so that – confirms that but i it's an ugly start to the season by buffalo so the fact that they're fifth also to me the ravens ninth yeah they were borderline like if green bay wasn't just awful i think the ravens might have been my team where i was like are you serious they had so many chances to put that game away on monday night and the fact that they didn't and they're still in the top 10 in the power rankings i'll be honest i like the cardinals more than the ravens right now um, and again, that's what power rankings are. It's not season projections. It's right, right now. Where do you rank them? Uh, I, I would have multiple teams. Um, the Steelers should be ahead of them, and they are. Chargers, uh, even the Saints. The Saints who, who should be in the top five. The Saints should be in the top five because of who they beat and how they beat them and the way that they did it with the play at the line of scrimmage because those things aren't phony. You know, you could say James ain't going to throw five touchdowns every week, but generally when you watch the lines of scrimmage, that's real. That's tangible stuff. When somebody either whips or gets whipped on the line, that to me is a bigger telltale than any other statistic because that lets you know who they are for real, unless they had a bunch of guys that were hurt and injured. Like you talking about the Steelers. It, it's funny how everybody was like, they have nobody to play offensive line. They knew what they had probably in development and probably where they could find players. And now they dominate the line of scrimmage the other day also against uh, the Bills. Let's, let's run back through the Chargers 11, Saints 12, Packers 13. I think that's too high. The Cowboys 14. The Dolphins should be ahead of both of them at 15. The Titans probably should be down near the Jaguars with the way that they played. Uh, and Arthur Smith leaving. That looks kind of shady in the light, too. They but, should be below New England for sure. I thought New England overall played okay. You know, it should have won despite a bunch of turnovers and penalties. Right. Uh, finishing up, the Broncos are 18. The Washington football team is 19. I thought they played pretty well the other day. Then you got the Raiders at 20 and the Eagles at 21. Two teams that won their games are behind a bunch of teams that lost in the first week. So I don't Both necessarily know that. Including the Eagles. I thought the Eagles were really impressive. Really, I impressive. thought defensively they looked very good. I, I also thought that same thing. And um, the Colts are 22. Panthers are 23. Your Bengals should be higher. They're 24th. The Vikings at 25, the Bears at 26, the Giants at 27. The Giants got some problems, by the way. Uh, the Texans, I would put the Texans a little bit higher because they won and they did it in, in such a great form. The Falcons are probably where we thought they would be. And then the bottom three are the Jets, Lions, and the Jaguars. So we're going to see how we will monitor this and see how this goes um, for the next couple of weeks. But at some point, we're going to have to start taking some of these teams that lose and lose poorly. We're going to have to put them at the bottom. And the teams that yeah. win, you get credit for winning. Like right now, I think, I think the Ravens are still ranked ahead of the the, the, the Raiders. I, w I would never do that. They beat them. You mm -hmm. got to put them, you got to put them ahead of them, regardless. Yeah. And of they're eleven spots difference. 
There's an 11-spot difference right now. And by the way, it doesn't get any easier for the Ravens because they're taking on the Chiefs this week. Ooh, and and <clears throat> they've struggled in an area where the Chiefs thrive, and that is throwing the ball down the field. So we're going to see. Make sure you check out the Locked On Bets podcast with your boy Q and expert Lee Sterling. Before you go to Locked On, before you go to betonline.ag, make sure you listen because – they're going to give you all the information, all the tools that you need, give you the the plays that you should probably be thinking about and some of the things that you should avoid uh, based on what the odds are saying. So Lee Sterling and your boy Q break that down on the Locked On Bets podcast. You need to subscribe to wherever you get your podcast. It is uh, it is an outstanding thing to hear and listen to. So make sure you check that out. All right, my man James, um, good opening week, entertaining. Can't wait to – uh, see more games and we don't have to wait very long because tomorrow there's another game and uh, it seems like now we, we're in full-fledged football season uh, with the NFL there's nothing like this the NFL is is, is king bro and uh, we we now see that the way things went this weekend all right man James I'm gonna let you go take care and uh, thanks for pushing all the buds for us today because I didn't have to do it so <laughs> of course man hopefully we have a fun week too and hopefully things uh, are okay in New Orleans so we can get all these games in. No doubt about it. We'll keep monitoring that situation and tune in to the guys the rest of the week here on the Locked On NFL Podcast. For Tony Wiggins and James Rapine, signing off. Take care. Continue to take care of each other. And we'll see you next time.